Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's time to Take Command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Welcome to Take Command Podcast. I'm Logan Paulson, usually joined by Craig Hoffman, but he is out of the country right now getting married. So the producer, Matthew Essig, is going to be here with us today. Matt, you want to say hi real quick? Hi real quick. <laughs> so Matt's gonna be helping out just because it's hard to do uh, 45 minutes of talking by yourself he's gonna keep me on the rails um, and I think we're gonna start today well first off let's start with the uh, the Brian Robinson news and again I don't I'm not a detective I'm not a cop but all I can say is that like I'm glad that he seems to be in stable condition today and that um, you know like he's he will live I think everyone kind of puts this in the context of football immediately and I'm not sure that that's the best way to go about it like he's a young man with a lot of potential in and outside of football, and so I'm glad to hear that um, you know he'll, he should be, be he should be okay. And then you know obviously if he gets back for this season, that's fantastic because I think everybody knows what he can do on the field, and he showed that throughout the preseason. But um, something that I, you know I'm just happy he's doing okay, and you know it immediately like immediately like called me back to like the uh, Sean Taylor thing, and I was you know in California at the time when that went down, and uh, obviously like very emotional for me even then. But I can't imagine what that's like you know covering the team and being around the team. I just think about his family and the interviews afterwards and like how that's not something we're going to have to hear with Brian Robinson. So really happy about that and hopefully he continues to progress. But now that that's off the table and, you know, best wishes to him and his family. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the third preseason game. And I think, um, you know, it's really hard to glean anything meaning- meaningful from this game. You know, like um, Craig and I were talking about earlier how it is it's one of those things where you can't really take scheme from it, you know, because they're running very basic offensive and defensive schemes. It's really an opportunity for guys just to kind of put some good stuff on tape, you know, kind of say, this is who I am. This is who I want coaches to know me as. And these are guys who haven't had a lot of opportunity to play. And I think obviously Sam Howell is a perfect example that he had 76 snaps in the game. He played every single snap and you get to see kind of a picture of who he is. Now it's against lesser competition, obviously, but you get to see kind of their mentality and I think that that's always super important. So, like, if you're looking at the skill position players, it's nice to see a guy like Michelle, you know, making some plays down the field. I, I love maybe one of my favorite plays of the game is when he catches that dig, you know, that kind of 20-yard in cut with the clear by number two and is able to get up off the grass and then run for a first down because it just shows kind of like an awareness uh, a passion that you don't get to see all the time in regular season football games. So, you know, everyone says like, would well, you like the third preseason game in the same way that I like the third, the fourth preseason game? And my answer is always like emphatically yes, <laughs> because I think that, um, I think that it just is an opportunity for guys to kind of be in like the purest state of football, you know, like 
it's the game really doesn't mean anything to anybody except for the people playing in it and so it's really cool to see those guys out there just kind of letting it all on the line and I played in so I played for 10 years in the NFL I was hurt for one year and I didn't dress for one fourth one third preseason game excuse me um, because I was starting that year at tight end in Atlanta but I played in basically eight fourth preseason games and there's something very liberating about those games because it's just you playing in a simple offense just playing because you love football and so I always enjoy watching these games and reviewing the games it's not it's not always the cleanest product that you know there was a whole bunch of penalties a whole bunch of sacks and stuff like that but again it's just dudes out there just letting it all on the line and I think that's always something that um, I'll forever appreciate about the game about the that third preseason game but in terms of guys that I thought stood out and really did an excellent job of kind of separating themselves. Oh, and also, before we continue, John Kime was supposed to be on this podcast. He's obviously not on this podcast. And a big reason for that is because of the Brian Robinson thing. He has television responsibilities with ESPN. He has news articles that need to be written. So hopefully, we'll be able to get him for Thursday's pod. So hopefully, we're recording on Wednesday. Get him here for that. Um, and we'll be able to kind of delve deeper into some of these storylines. And, and what's great about that is we're able to talk about the final roster with him. So that'll be awesome to get that taken care of. But in terms of guys that I thought stood out and did some nice stuff, I already mentioned uh, Michelle. I thought he had a really nice game. Again, just guys that flash. It's so important. Um, Chris Paul, the offensive lineman, did a really nice job. He, he's, he's had a really solid preseason. I think, you know, there's talk about him kind of being in contention for that ninth or 10th offensive line spot. And I think that that's something um, to keep an eye on. You know, I think he's still very green. And what I mean by green is just like he's inexperienced. He's got a lot of work to do. But I think there's a guy there that has so much upside. He's tremendously athletic. He's tremendously strong. You can tell he's a smart football player and a guy that, you know, might be starting for this team in a couple of years. So um, even if he doesn't make the 53, I think he's a guy that you could maybe sneak the practice squad, which would be great. But again, kind of continuing a solid preseason, especially in the preseason games. I think he's a little up and down in practice. But in the games themselves, I think he does uh, a tremendous job. And then obviously, um, you know, a guy that I think maybe is, uh, you know, people expect him to play well in the third preseason game is a guy like Jamin Davis. A guy that I think, by you know, it's so hard to kind of say, oh, this play shows this kind of growth. But I just want you guys to think about it at home. Like, did he make a play like that all last year? And the answer is I don't think so. And so to see him doing that, to see him making those plays, to see him being more confident – and especially in the offseason, we were talking about all the things that needed to happen, all the growth that needed to happen for him and for and for this defense to be successful. Like it kind of, I don't want to say it's centered around him, but he was a big part of that conversation. And so I think, you know, maybe he's not going to be the best linebacker in the NFL, but I do think you see a maturation and a growth with him. And now just about whether or not he can take that to the year where offenses and defenses are going to be way more complicated and nuanced. And, you know, one of the things that he always struggled with last year was, kind of that read and react diagnostic ability. And he doesn't, you know, he hasn't had to do that because like we talked about in the preseason, the games are simplified. Everything's easier for them. So something to keep an eye on moving forward. But I think my defensive MVP is a guy like um, Jeremy Reeves. And I think he, you know, he had all those splash plays. But again, like he's a guy that's kind of quietly had a very, very solid training camp in the practices. He's had a couple interceptions. He's done a nice job. And I think that, um, I think that, for him to kind of show up in that way in the game, I think he's basically solidified himself as the fifth safety. And, you know, do they keep six? Is, um, you know, does someone else sneak in there? I don't know, but I feel like he's that fifth guy, and I think that's awesome for him because, like, he just approaches the game in a way that I just have a ton of respect for as a former player. You can tell, like, he's 
very passionate about what he does. He's very emotional about the game. He's got some intellectual ability associated with it. Like I think about that play that he made where everyone thought he was blitzing. And I think it's just great situational awareness. He said he wasn't blitzing. And I think you can see the things that gave away that play. So for example, like it's a kind of a, you know, they, they start off with the fullback in the backfield. They motion him outside of the defensive end. The fullback's eyes are fixated on the defensive end and you don't motion a tight end or a fullback to that position to run a route. You're motioning him there to block. And I think when you see Jeremy, he recognizes that formation. He recognized the close split of the receiver. And he says, I know what's coming. It's something that in Kyle Shanahan's offense, you'd call truck, which is like two down blocks, a pitch, and then a pull by the tackle. And I think he just, he he's betting you're gambling at that point, but he bet right and he made a huge play. He also had a nice fit on a run, kind of playing that Buffalo nickel role for the defense. And you know, he's a guy that I never associated with that role, but seeing plays like that, it kind of makes you think like, oh, you know, maybe maybe moving forward, he can do something bigger. He can be something better in this defense uh, with that physical skill set and that mindset. Again, I think he's got some limitations from like a movement standpoint, but a guy that I think, you know, for sure is going to be on the football team and a guy that might be changing some people's minds about maybe how he fits in this defense and the position he's playing. And that would be really cool because, you know, Ron's talked about extensively how much he respects him and how he approaches practice and his passion and love of the game. So again, I think that's um, that's pretty spectacular, honestly, that he that he showed out. I'm really happy for him. I think the other guy that did really well that is probably my player of the game, it's everybody's player of the game, is Sam Howell. I think you still see a little bit of his growth that needs to happen, right? Like um, on the ball that De'Ami Brown dropped in the red zone, I think you see kind of his immaturity a little bit. I think it's great that ball. I mean, he couldn't have thrown a better ball, which is fantastic. His footwork was excellent. His, his release point was excellent. The ball delivery was excellent, but he could have helped the receiver out. He could have made it a little bit easier on Diami just by kind of being more disciplined with his eyes. Like when you watch the uh, all 22 and you see the end zone view, his eyes flash immediately to Diami and you know that ball is going there right now. And the safety also knows that. And you see the safety breaking and Diami feels the safety. And I think that's one of the reasons he drops the football. And again, you know, I was talking to Santana Moss about this today on the show. And he was like, he's got to make that play. Like, that's his play to make. And I understand that. I'm a tight end. Like, you got to make that play. But as a quarterback, I'm sure you're looking at that. You're, you're looking at yourself a little analytically there saying, I could be better here. And that's one way I think he can improve. Obviously, later in the game, he had a completion of Blanton where he's, he's great with his eyes. He's moving safeties. And he's, he's got that in his game. But again, I think that's something you can get more consistent with to get himself to that varsity level. And also, I think that, um, you know, he's the, the other thing that I really admire about his game, quite frankly, is the competitiveness. Like how many times did he slip out of a pressure? Did he roll off a sack and then kind of scramble for a first down? And again, when in those games, you want to see people who love football and people say, well, how do you know whether or not a guy loves football? And one of the things that sticks out to me is plays like that, effort plays, where it's like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go the extra mile. I'm Michelle. I'm getting up um, after the ball, after the, after I'm on the ground. No one's touching me down. I'm gonna get a first down. I'm Robert. Pa I'm Jared Patterson. I'm gonna roll over this guy and kind of scr uh, scrape and grind for that first down. And then Sam Howell falling out of, uh, you know, falling off of pressures and stuff. I think is just fantastic. And I want football players like that on my team. And this is an opportunity for those guys to show that. Now, um, I think that's a good recap of the preseason game, at least as I, as I saw it. Again, there's not a lot of X's and O's 
to kind of delve into there because it's pretty simple. I mean, they're running RPOs, which are kind of day one installs. You know, Sam had a lot of success with that. And I think, again, that shows maybe where Scott Turner thinks of Sam Howell. You know, you want to give him easy throws and easy reads, and he did an excellent job with that. But I think it also shows maybe how the staff views his processing in terms of greater defense, uh, offensive scheme, excuse me. But again, something that, again, executed well, love the play calls, really happy with that. Now, I'd like to shift gears a little bit and talk more generally about the preseason as a whole. And so real quick, um, just if we could, uh, I, yeah. I agree entirely with everything you just said, and especially going on how I mean, just looking at his stat line, 24 of 35 passing for 280 yards, eight carries for 62, because that's a, a thing that yeah. we didn't really see too much of in the preseason up until on Saturday. His work with his feet is outstanding and his ability to just say, I we need to figure out getting that first down we need to figure out just getting moving the chains moving forward a little bit and to be able to scramble was something i personally didn't see coming into the game and was very excited coming out yeah absolutely and i'm really glad you brought that up because that's something if you watch this college tape you see quite a bit is you see a guy who's maybe not the biggest guy in the world but seems to have outstanding contact balance and an outstanding quickness and when i was evaluating him coming out of college i was like does this skill set translate because he's not a big man You know, he's not like a Cam Newton. He's not elite, elite fast like um, Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick or any of those guys. He's he's kind of uh, a different type of body. But he's, again, like that competitive nature comes out. And so, yeah, I think it's great to see that. I also think it's great to see that they do have some quarterback design runs in the offense, which they've shown flashes of with Carson Wentz at quarterback. But it's nice to know that that's there if they need to. Because, again, that's something that, you know, if a quarterback is struggling, like you can always lean on that package to kind of simplify reads and make defenses play you in more basic structures. Uh, and I'm speaking from experience with that. Like when, um, you know, Robert Griffin was here in 2012, like the amount of simplicity that those quarterback design runs bring to a defense is just so next level. So the fact that that's in the offense, I think is a good sign from Scott Turner. Not that he's going to use it, but just to have that in the bag, I think is really important. Um, yeah, so I think that, that that's, a, that's a great point there, Matt. And you said you didn't like to talk. Look at your <laughs> great radio voice and everything. Awesome. Awesome.